Welcome to the Lex Buds and Pick and Roll podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Brandon. And with you, as always, is Tyler. Tyler, I tell you what, this is a big one. This is number 17. Can you believe it? Yeah, we would like to dedicate this episode to the lyrical and musical savant that is Kip Winger. (laughs) Savant. (laughs) Of the band Winger for the classic 80s hit, Seventeen, yeah, and this she's only seventeen. Seventeen. That was great, Brandon. It was, and uh, you know, I really want to dedicate this to our producer, uh, my brother, and this one who actually took this album and it's autographed by Kip Winger himself. No way. He was such a big Winger fan that he stood in line <laughs> and said, "You know what? I'm going to stand in line for all these guys to autograph this album," and that's what we have here today. I've been waiting for a time to bring that out, and what better way to do it than on our 17th episode? Yeah, and now you just totally called out your brother. Uh, Well, I I think this is the first time we've mentioned that he's the producer of our show, so I think that's a bit of news for our fans. Yeah, he's the mystery third man. He is, and and he is going to play a key role in today's show, which we'll talk a little bit about in just a minute. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, I have to say thank you all so much for downloading the podcast and following us on Facebook, Tyler, we've had our last couple of videos hit over 10,000 views. That's crazy. It's just us talking. We're not doing anything. 10,000's a lot. I feel like that's a lot of people. That is. I don't I don't know why 10,000 people would want to watch us. I, I'm glad they do. Uh, we, we really appreciate the, the support and the love and the comments. Uh, so please keep giving us uh, some feedback on what you think when you see our articles and videos posted. We love to interact with people. We try to reply to every comment that mm-hmm. is made on our social media posts uh, because we care about you, the fans. We we want to hear what you think. We want to know what you're concerned about so that we can talk about it on the show. Yeah, absolutely. And we're all in this. We're all in this together. Thank you, Andy. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, but I thought that was pretty cool. And we've got some really cool content coming up. Like Tyler mentioned, we've got the food bracket that we kind of talked about a little bit towards the end of the last show. I also want to highlight a really interesting interview that uh, we have on the books for this week. Let's see if it happens. I'm interested to see, but we have an interview scheduled with former Donald Trump campaign manager, Corey Lewandowski. Oh, boy. (laughs) I know. I'm so... Trump's campaign manager. I'm so excited. So this guy, he has seen it all. He's testified before Congress. He's run probably one of the most chaotic campaigns, right? I mean, not necessarily because of him, but because of the person he's trying to, you know, put towards the forefront there. You, you got to say it's a little different, right? Nobody's ever run a campaign with a candidate like that before, good, oh, you, good or bad. Yeah, you, you know, he just had to wake up every morning like, oh, God, what did Trump tweet last <laughs> night? What, what am I going to have to, uh, you know, smooth over this morning? Well, and maybe he didn't. You know, honestly, I don't know. But it is... Probably the most unique presidential campaign I have ever seen in my life, and probably one of the most unique in history. He's going to break down not only you know how he got in the role, but what was it like on a daily basis to be a campaign manager, not just in a campaign, but for a completely unique presidential candidate that we may never see again. Absolutely. It's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, we, we should have that interview on our next show. We're supposed to interview him uh, a little bit later this week. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to put this out there to the fans. We we know we have a lot of Trump supporters, obviously being a Kentucky-based show. We also know a lot of people have strong feelings against Trump. But mm-hmm. regardless, I, I think anybody out there, given the opportunity, would love to ask a question 
of a former Trump campaign manager. Yep. So we want to put this out there. If you're listening to this podcast, if you have a question, if there's something that you would like to ask someone who managed Trump's campaign, can be doesn't even have to be about the campaign. It can be about anything. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's definitely had a um, a very prominent life. He's been in the news for many different mm-hmm. things recently. Yep. So if you just have a question you would like to ask of Corey, uh, send those to us on the Facebook page. Uh, send those to us on our Twitter. Hey, our Twitter We're is free. up and running. We're out of Twitter jail. <laughs> I know. It's so crazy. Unbelievable. I can't believe they finally unlocked us. <laughs> uh, but if you have a question for Corey, let us know. Uh, we, we would like to do a couple questions from the audience, from our listeners. So send those to us, Facebook, Twitter, ever how you interact with us typically. We'll see it, and we'll take a few of the best questions to ask to Corey. Brandon, do you want to tell the story of how we got out of Twitter jail? Because I think I, it's, it's pretty funny. I will, but I do want to say one more thing. You, you're crazy if you don't think we would also like to interview people from the Biden campaign or the Hillary campaign. Oh, yeah. This isn't just a one-sided thing. We'll take them all. Right, We interviewed Angie Hatton. She's a Democrat from our hometown area. We're interviewing a Republican this time. We don't care. I don't care. I mean, I don't care. I don't know what you think, Tyler. I just want to hear the stories and see what's going on. Absolutely. You're, you're getting, you know, we're, we're not here to promote either side. We are just here to talk to people we think are interesting, people that we think that you would find interesting. As we said on the show, Brandon and I are both registered independents, so... You're you're not going to get a right wing versus left wing, Mm-mm. you know, propaganda from us on anything. So we just want to talk to people and get, as Brandon said, their side of every story. Yeah, and like you mentioned, let me run through this real quick. So Tyler and I have been our, our Twitter account got suspended. The Lex Buds account got suspended. One day we woke up, we got on Twitter, and it said, "Hey, um, your account has been suspended. You can't basically can't do anything." And I'm like, "Okay." This sucks, <laughs> right? We can't communicate with people. We couldn't get any incoming messages, and we had put interview requests out via uh, direct message yes, on Twitter. Yes, that we were working on. So we're sitting there. We can't get messages. We can't get tweets. We can't receive tweets. We can't even get into the home page of Twitter. So after begging for about two weeks for Twitter to help out, and they did not, we were kind of like, okay, well, we just have to wait our turn in line. And as a new show, we don't have millions of followers yet. We're working on that. So, you know, I had the idea one day. I said, I woke up. I said, okay, so they're not going to unlock our account based on Twitter followers, right? We can't say, hey, we have 10 million Twitter followers. Please unlock our account immediately. We're not there yet. The only thing I could think of was, you know what? If it's not followers, I bet money will help. So I, <laughs> As it usually does. Yeah, so I went on the Twitter business page about advertising and promoting and, and uh, filled out a request about advertising and said, you know, I would like to run some ads on Twitter, but I can't because our account's suspended. Can you please help us? Tyler, within 12 hours, after waiting two weeks, within 12 hours, I get a response that says, your account is unlocked. We'd love to speak with you about advertising. That is great. (laughs) I mean, it's crazy. It it was a crazy idea. I didn't know if it would work or not, and lo and behold, it worked. And, you know, eventually we may run ads on Twitter, so, but... Yeah, we we weren't completely lying, but, yeah, Sheer genius move on your part, Brandon, to to come up with that idea. I honestly didn't think we were ever going to get out of Twitter jail, but by golly, you threaten threaten that they might be losing some business. Hey, we'll give you some money. How quickly things change. Oh, how the worm has turned. I just care. What have you done this week, Tyler? I mean, what what's been going on in the life of Tyler? Uh, well, you know, there, you know, the whole work thing. You know, that usually takes up my Monday through Friday. 
Uh, I'm we, exhilarated already, Tyler. Can you expand on <laughs> we, it? We did spend a couple days at the pool, Saturday and Sunday, with the kids. The weather was nice. Good. I uh, would like to point out, Brandon, I have reached a new milestone in, I guess, in getting old. Oh, no. Which is that I am now officially the guy who leaves a shirt on in the pool. Oh, no. I have officially become that guy. Why? I actually Why? bought one Why? of the swimming shirts, one of the Speedo shirts that you see people wear for the pool this weekend. You know, I, I just feel like I, I've reached a point where, you know, it's 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 definitely nothing anybody wants to see. <laughs> definitely, definitely aware of that. And then just, you know... Oh jeez. Okay. You, the the sunburns are just not worth trying to get the tan anymore. I, I've just given up on ever being tan ever again. So I'm I'm just completely fine with being pasty pale, and I, I have reached a point in life where I am shirt in the water guy. Wow, that is a big moment, Tyler. It is. You, you yeah. know what my moment was when I realized I was starting to get older. I noticed I start to grunt when I sit down. Uh. <laughs> That's funny you say that because I do that all the time. Yeah, when I get ready to sit down, I sit down. Ugh. Yep. <laughs> now, when I was like 20, you just plop down, you just throw your legs up on top of the. You don't even care. Now it's like you got to brace yourself. Oh, yeah. That's. That's the spot right there. That's that's what you want when you get a seat. And the same thing when you're getting up. It's a. You know, one of those kind of things. Yep. That was a milestone that I noticed a lot in the last six months. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I've, I've done the same thing. Yeah, I, 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 you know, you would think in your 30s that you wouldn't be grunting just just the act of getting up or even sitting down. But <laughs> man, it seems to require much more effort these days. Yeah, and you know, this week's been pretty eventful. I I went to Popeye's Chicken and had their um, spicy chicken sandwich that Ooh. has been much talked about. And I'll dig into more of that once we get through the bracket. Okay. All right. Yep. Popeye's is on the bracket. That's the first time I'd had their spicy chicken sandwich. So that was exciting. It was on the T-Mobile Tuesday app. It was free. Uh-huh. So I did that. Um, my wife and I watched an entire season of Survivor on CBS All Access, the streaming channel. Uh-huh. We watched an entire season. I told you a few weeks ago, I had, I have applied for Survivor. Yeah, so so are you kind of strategizing? Are you taking notes while you're I, watching? I am. I'm not taking notes. I'm taking mental notes. I'm sitting there like, oh, that was stupid. Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. You know, all this kind of stuff. But it's really entertaining television as well, so that's that's kind of exciting. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe that's the smart move right now On a you know while we're in a pandemic is to just be on a deserted island and... You know, that, that may be a s- actual smart play for your own personal health and well-being right now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Now, the other thing we were thinking about, we we're getting ready to go school shopping, getting the kids some clothes. You know, my wife was like, we need to get the kids some pants and shirts for the fall. I'm like, for what? For the video? <laughs> I mean, they could be wearing no pants as far as I know on yeah. the video. Nobody's going to know. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, the, the guy who's in the Zoom meeting has the shirt and tie, and then he has, you know, his boxer shorts on because <laughs> you only see the top half. Yeah, yeah, it's... That's a good point. Yeah, it's it's been pretty interesting. I'm we're starting to gather our wish list. You know how the the teachers have their wish list sure. that they send out. I'm wondering who we send our wish list out to. Who 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 do the parents send their wish list out to? Uh, to the grandparents. Oh, to the grandparents. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it, it's a thought. <laughs> it's a thought. I mean, my wish list. You know, just more bourbon to help me make it through it. Uh, oh, you meant for your, for your personal? Oh, I thought you meant for the kids. So just things that you want. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got you. Basically, yeah. Maybe a combination of both. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be a rough uh, fall semester, is, is all I know. I understand. It is. And, and we're we're all going to get through it together. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Uh, so, Brandon, we've got some breaking news 
Breaking news. Not good news. No, not good at all. Uh, literally, just a few hours before we started recording, some bad news for college football. Apparently today, this afternoon, the commissioners of each of the Power Five conferences, that's the SEC, ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-10, Pac all had a meeting today. Apparently this was organized by the Big Ten. Rumors are starting to circulate that the Big Ten may have already come to a decision that they're going to cancel their football season for the fall. Whether that means that it'll happen in the spring or, or whatever, but rumors are circulating that the Big Ten is not going to play football in the fall. Pretty much all the presidents of the Big Ten are on board with no football in the fall. Um... Kentucky Sports Radio's Matt Jones sent out a tweet this afternoon that says the Big 12 commissioners hoping that by letting them know today that they're planning on canceling, that all five conferences could make a joint announcement on Tuesday that they would all be canceling football for the fall. So, man, this, this, this one hurts. This does not sound good. It sounds like... The Big Ten and the Pac-12 seem to be right behind them that as soon as the Big Ten announces the Pac-12. It, it seems like this is just going to be a set of dominoes that are going to fall, starting with the Big Ten. Well, I don't think we're going to have sports, man. I don't think we're going to have football. I mean, again, our timing is impeccable with starting a sports podcast. Yes. I mean, we, we nailed it. We came in right after the SEC tournament was uh, canceled. And basically, life was canceled. So we really nailed it on that, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know how we've made it through to this point. Really looking forward to college football. But first of all, I will say this. The Big Ten is irrelevant anyway. I don't care if they play fall. They don't play fall football as far as I'm concerned anyway. They don't <laughs> wow, that's <play>. fired. <laughs> they never played it anyway. So, I mean, you know, who cares if a tree falls in the woods and nobody's around to watch it or hear it? Did it really happen? Nobody cares about Big Ten football. So that's one. Okay. The Pac-12 follows them. <laughs> Shocker. Nobody watches the Pac-12 either. <laughs> Only thing I'm watching is the SEC commissioner. The SEC is where all, all the football goes down. We know that. And this this is really weird because it comes down on the heels of the SEC announcing the 10-game schedule, which would have been one of the major stories we were going to talk about today where the University of Kentucky has added Alabama and Ole Miss as their extra games this year. I was excited to talk about that. Me too. Until about three or four hours yeah. <laughs> before this uh, show started. So we went from rescheduling the whole season, adding two games, one of which is Alabama, which is great because it's an awesome barometer to see where your program is to play Alabama, even if you're going to lose. It's still good to see where you're at and where you hang with the big boys. But this is really disappointing. Um, on the safety side of it, I get it because there's no. if the goal is, we've talked about this a hundred times, I'm almost sick of talking about it, but if the goal is that nobody ever gets sick, then we're never going to do anything. We will have no sports. If that is the goal, there's no way to do it. It's professional, college, you may be able to do it for a week or two, but if you think you can do it for months at a time, there's no way to do it. You know Until what I mean? Until you have a vaccine. Well, And even at that, that may not be... Well, even a vaccine, you know, the flu vaccine's 45%, 50% effective. Exactly. Uh, this, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer here, wah, wah, but what if this vaccine is only 50% effective like a flu vaccine? Mm -hmm. That's reality. I mean, it's just the way it is. You know, everybody goes and gets their flu shot. Over half of them aren't effective. So, yeah. I mean, are we? when are we ever going to get back to normal? Because even if that's the case and a vaccine comes out, 
you know, it, it's been promoted as this silver bullet. We just got to wait for the vaccine, wait for the vaccine. The most universally used one, the flu vaccine, doesn't even work half the time. So, I mean, at some point, are we are we going to get back to normal or not? Yeah, well, my, my hope is that the SEC, for better or worse, whatever the SEC decides, I hope it's not based upon what the Big Ten is doing. I think each everybody needs to make a decision that's best for them, that, you know, like you said, who, who cares what the Big Ten's doing? Um, foot, college football is much more important to the SEC than it is the Big Ten. Um, virtually all of the Big Ten schools are meeting for in-person classes. I mean, they, they seem to be much more willing to bring kids back on campus. I don't get why they're in such a hurry to go ahead and, and make the decision and why they're trying to convince everyone. At, like, Do they need reassurance? Or are they just hoping that they won't be the bad guys and saying that they're canceling, but everybody else is still having it, so they're trying to get everybody else on board. I mean, make your decision and just do it. Like, <laughs> you you don't have to try to, you know, get everybody else to do the same thing you do. So, again, I, I just hope that the SEC will do what they feel is best. If that's canceling or not, okay, I, I'll live with either decision. I hope they play, but don't don't just do it because the Big Ten wants to. Yeah, please. Do not follow the Big Ten on anything. That j- Just as a general rule of thumb. Yeah, they're all, they're all high and mighty, anyways. Yeah, nobody cares about the Big Ten except for the Big Ten. Nobody else. Trust me, nobody else cares. I can guarantee <laughs> you, I don't spend one second except for the last few minutes we've talked thinking about the Big Ten. Yeah. I I really don't care. I mean, I, I'm just thinking personally, how great would it be to have a college football season without Ohio State playing? I mean, that would just be great. You don't have to deal with all those obnoxious Ohio State fans. Well, they only play like one or two big games a year, while the SEC in the meantime is beating the crap out of each other exactly all season long, and then Ohio State ends up in the play off and they get their you know what kicked and they're out and they whine and complain (laughs) give me a break amen brother all right um let i I say enough of this bad news are we going to play sports or not let's let's do something fun brandon this week i'm slow clapping (laughs) for you we have compiled brandon and i have been the selection committee a 64 team restaurant bracket this set was just posted on our facebook page so if you uh follow lex buds and pick and roll or like us on facebook you can see the full bracket we are going to go through the first round 32 matchups today during the show and kind of basically just debate in each matchup which restaurant we think is the best And, and we're doing this let's make this clear we're doing this just on our personal preference right we're not doing this just which one do we think no we have to because objectively is better but just kind of our our personal which one would you rather eat at it has to be which one we like to eat at because if you were going by just objective numbers you would just look at the top 10 number of franchises in the country or you know the one with the most sales irrelevant that's not any fun i want your experience if you've if there's a place that i love but you've had a bad experience there i want to know it absolutely that's just me and then really important to mention there's two of us. So the obvious question is, well, what if hmm, there's a tiebreaker needed? It's probably going to happen quite a bit. Well, I have we, a we have our winger-loving producer here. Um, again, if you if you missed the first part of the show... Um, Can we our, just start referring to the referring to him as Producer Kip? <laughs> yeah. So our producer has an autographed Kip. album of winger, which we're using to celebrate our 17th episode, which is this one. And he will be the tiebreaker vote. Again, um, 
keep in mind, this is your preference, producer person. Kip. Kip, yes. <laughs> Let's just call it producer <laughs> Kip. All right, so Kip, uh, you will be our, thir- our third man, <laughs> and we just need your personal experience, and you'll be there for tiebreakers, if that's okay. All right, so I'm what we're going to do, we've got four segments on this show, or at least that's what we're planning on. Who knows what we'll end up doing. But let's run through. Uh, we're going to try to get through the whole round of 64 today and narrow it down to 32 by the end of the show. Yes. And we're going to do that in basically four different segments. So our four number one seeds, we have a McDonald's bracket. We have a Chick-fil-A bracket, a Taco Bell bracket, which I'm excited about, and, you are. and an Outback bracket. Those are our four one seeds. Yeah, it's going to be... Uh, it's gonna be exciting. I'm re- I'm ready to go. Which right. bracket do you want to start with first? I mean, I, I think you know when you're filling out a bracket, you always start in the top left. So I say we just start in the McDonald's region and work our way down. What okay. do you say? Uh, you know what? I love it, Tyler. So what's the first matchup? Okay, first matchup: number one seed McDonald's, number sixteen seed Bob Evans. No offense to Bob Evans. I, I've told you I'm not a huge McDonald's fan, but McDonald's breakfast. That, that's going to carry them a long ways for me in, in this tournament. McDonald's breakfast, McDonald's french fries, the Diet Cokes, I got, I got McDonald's. Okay, this is going to be a clean sweep on McDonald's. Uh, McDonald's, I don't eat the breakfast. I don't really eat breakfast at all. But their burgers are good. Chicken nuggets are good. I remember I used to order two quarter pounders, a 20-piece chicken nugget, a large order of fry, and an Oreo McFlurry as my dinner <laughs> uh, many years ago. And yet you have still not died from a heart attack. That's amazing. No, no. So uh, I got to go McDonald's. Bob Evans is good. They sell some Bob Evans stuff in grocery stores now, like side items for Bob Evans, which is fine. I mean, it's helpful if you're in a pinch. But as far as the restaurants go, McDonald's every day of the week. All right. Not even McDonald's moves on in a a blowout. Yes. Okay. The 8-9 seed. We've got Arby's versus Bojangles. Brandon, who you got? uh, This is an easy one for me. Let me tell you one of the most overrated restaurants on the planet. And I was so excited when there was one that, I think there was one that went in on Winchester. And I thought, man, I cannot wait to try me some Bojangles. I went to Bojangles. That isn't worth the toilet paper that's in the bathroom at Bojangles. I don't like Bojangles. It sucks. There's nothing good there. Um, It's just, it's average at best. It's the best mediocre restaurant you can get if there's nothing else around. Uh, I'm going to make this another sweep. I mean, Arby's, you got, I mean, who else does roast beef? I mean, if you want a roast beef sandwich, you're going to go to Arby's. I mean, you had the you know racks. I don't even know if racks still exist, but in eastern Kentucky, you had racks there for a while. But if you want a roast beef sandwich, you're going to Arby's. Right? Best in the business, obviously, at what they do. So I'm going to Arby's, clean sweep. They have the meats. They do have the meats. Yeah, absolutely. Arby's moves on. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have in the... Uh, I think maybe this is the... I can't even see the seeds... Uh, anyway, next, this, what was that? The signs we were talking about of getting older. This is the third one you <laughs> can't see. Let me get see. my bifocals oh, out here. I can't read kids, the what's that numbers. say now? Uh, but we have Domino's versus McAllister's. Now, Domino's for a long time was kind of the laughing stock of the pizza industry, and yes. they they basically acknowledged that, kind of revitalized their recipe, and and now actually a, a place I never went to I actually really like Domino's now. Uh, I'm going with Domino's in this one. McAllister's, uh, just in Lexington, it's very inconvenient to get to. Parking is inconvenient. I I just never go there. And the food isn't great enough to make me want to deal with the parking to get to McAllister's. So I'm going Domino's. Yeah, and just 
uh, complete disclosure here. I've never been to McAllister, so I have to go Domino's for all the reasons you mentioned. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I love Domino's. They switched it up, I don't know how many years ago, and it actually tastes like decent pizza and not something you get in the frozen section of a grocery store anymore, which is really helpful. Awesome. Um, so I go with uh, I go with that. Okay. Hey, next we've got uh, the four seed Kentucky Fried Chicken versus thirteen seed Firehouse Subs. Brandon, who you got? Oh, jeez. Can I just say I love Firehouse Subs. Um, every time I go there, I'm never disappointed. I absolutely love Firehouse Subs, but I think I told you a few weeks ago, KFC. One of my favorite places. I like just about everything on their menu. They had the uh, KFC bowls, which were the uh, ones that have mashed potatoes, gravy, corn, <laughs> cheese, and like all this stuff in one bowl. That's where it's at. They they come up with fried chicken as the bun for a sandwich at one point. Yes, yes, they did. I mean, that's innovation. When people say humans can't innovate, I point them to a KFC ad with a picture of that sandwich on it, and I go with that. I'm going KFC in this one. Okay. Uh, I, Being a Kentuckian, I, I feel like anytime you go out of state and you tell somebody you're from Kentucky, one of the most common responses, oh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Like I, I don't think I realize how big Kentucky Fried Chicken is around the world. Uh, but that being said, I don't like Kentucky Fried Chicken. What? I think the chicken is overrated. Tyler, you I, realize we're a Kentucky-based show. Do you want to? Can I, we edit this that, out? That's, that's we, correct. We may need to edit this out. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. Um, I'm going to go Firehouse Subs. Whoa! Over KFC for the reasons you mentioned. It never disappoints. I've had some disappointing meals from KFC. I feel like it's hit or miss with KFC. You get some that are good, and then you get some that are just you know you walk in, everything looks dirty and grimy, and the chicken just. Tastes oh like goodness. it's come out of a fryer with oh my gosh grease that's been in All right. there for two decades. Okay, so this is our first tie. So let I, I have a feeling where our producer is going to go with this one, but I, I'm going to at least make it go to a tiebreaker just because I think KFC is overrated. All right, uh, Kip, we're going to have to go to you for uh, the tiebreaker here. Kip, we have KFC or Firehouse Subs. What do you think? <laughs> oh, okay. So we have. <laughs> He just wrote on the board, our producer says that he met Colonel Sanders at age 10. Now, so, was that when the producer was at age 10 or Colonel Sanders was age 10? <laughs> if it was, if, I mean, that would have been like on the Titanic or something. That would have been like a long time ago. So I'm going to say it's when our producer was 10. He met Colonel Sanders, and he writes on the board KFC. Uh, so that's KFC. Okay, KFC moves Very on. Very smart man. Very okay. smart man. Even though he has an autographed winger uh, album over here, <laughs> our producer is a smart man. All right, uh, moving down. We got the six seed White Castle versus the eleven seed Moe's. Huh. All right. First of all, I've never eaten at White Castle, so I'm, I'm going to say that right off the bat. I never made it to White Castle for whatever reason. Whenever I had a late night hankering for food, it was another restaurant, which I'll get to. Okay. But it was not White Castle, so I never have eaten it. And I got to say, Moe's, it's average. I mean, it's it's not the best. This is a real tough one. I have to go with Moe's only because I have not eaten at White Castle, but Moe's is limping through this. <laughs> they are they are like on the on the back they, half. They of got their a week draw. They got a week draw. You're saying. They got a week draw. The last part of their season, they lost a lot of games. If we're equating it to college basketball, they're starting to fall off the radar, and they limped into the tournament. That's where I'm going with the. Uh, this microphone keeps falling too. This is really funny. <laughs> 
It's like as the show's going on, it's doing That's this. Right. Your voice just keeps gradually. And I just away. keep bending down like this, and we just keep going. Uh, so we'll fix that in a minute. But um, I got to go Moe's on this just because I have not had uh, White Castle before. So I'm going Moe's. Okay. Have you ever been inside a White Castle? I know you haven't eaten there. Have you ever no, been? No, I there? haven't. I, the, the closest I've come is Harold and Camargo to White Castle, which Great is one movie. of my favorite movies. Absolutely. Great movie. Uh, let me tell you, the, the smell to me inside a White Castle is the most disgusting <laughs> smell on the planet because oh, you walk in and you're just consumed with the smell of greasy onions because they put onions on every slider. Well, you don't have to and, get them, right? Well, I mean, I guess you could get it without, but I mean, that's, there, there are so many onions, it's overpowering. And I don't, I don't like onions, and it, it just makes me. I've eaten there one time, one time, and I was not a fan. I felt like I was going to hurl after I finished eating. So I'm also going Moe's. Good. White Castle is going down. But it, to be fair, Harold and Kamar go to White Castle. Great movie, right? I mean, one of the best movie comedy movies I've seen. I love it. Definitely the best comedy with a restaurant's name in the title. <laughs> That's a very small market, but... I dare you to name another one. Can you think of another movie that has the name of a restaurant in the title? I don't know. I don't think there is. All right, what's the next one? Okay, we've got the three-seed Subway versus the 14-seed Panda Express. All right, you go first on this one. Okay. I honestly, I had never eaten at a Panda Express until about maybe a year ago. We Mm -hmm. had a coupon, so like, okay, let's go try some Panda Express. Because the idea of fast food Chinese just kind of always was unsettling to me. Fair enough. And then I tried it. I got the orange chicken, which is kind of their their specialty. Yeah. I'm like, this is delicious. This yeah. is this is delightful. <laughs> like it's like you had a moment at yeah, Panda Express. It's like I mean, normally, you know, Chinese you gotta get delivered or you gotta go in for carry out. But if you want drive through fast food Chinese, I mean, that's your ticket. I mean and and it's good. I like it. Subway, I think, is one of the most overrated restaurants. The the deli meat is just kind of bland. Every the chicken's bland. Everything is just bland at Subway. I'm going Panda Express in the upset. Wow, over Subway. That is, Subway is one of the biggest chains in the world, Tyler. It is. You I, ju- you just try to take them out. But let me say this: when I went to Subway, uh, w- there was a time when Subway used to put meat on their sandwiches. Now, if you tell them you want a, a teriyaki chicken sandwich, they dump like an ounce of meat on each one. Like, would you like double meat for twice the price? Well, well, no, I'd actually like some chicken on the sandwich. I I wanted a chicken sandwich, not a bread sandwich. I know that's what you want to serve me because it's cheaper, but please give me uh, some meat on the sandwich. Now you now they call it double meat or deluxe. Mm-hmm. You have to pay the deluxe price to get the meat that you used to get in a Subway sandwich. Yes. So Subway can stick it. I'm done with Subway. They're screwing people oh, out of their money. Wow. And I'm going with Panda Express. Panda. It's, it's delicious. You can load up on Chinese food, and it's really, really good. I, I've tried most all the stuff there, and it's really, really good. So I love Panda Express. Man, two big upsets. White Castle and Subway going out in the first round. I, yeah. I have a feeling some people will be upset about those. All right, moving on to the 7-10 matchup. We've got Sonic versus Popeyes. Hmm. Sonic versus Popeyes, God. Brandon. Who you got? Yeah, this is tough. So I just had the Popeyes spicy chicken sandwich for the first time, and I got to say it was delicious. It was really, really good. The chicken's very, very good. However, Sonic has about fifty different things that I like. They have those slushies during their happy hour, which are dirt. The happy hour is the time to go. They put their burgers in the in the little wraps, 
And like when you open the wrapper up, it's like steaming hot. And it's delicious. The hot dogs are fantastic. The chili dogs, the burgers, the tots. They had the cool uh, commercials. You know, I, a lot of people didn't like them with the two guys in the car that are the same. Oh, yeah, yeah. I always liked those. I thought they were pretty, really funny. Uh, Popeye's marketing kind of sucks. They have a, a pretty good spicy chicken sandwich, but that's where it ends for me. Sonic has about 50 things that I could order on their menu and really enjoy, so I'm going Sonic. Yeah, if, if you want to get tots at a fast food place, I mean, I don't, are there any other places that serve tots? I mean, Sonic, uh, you know, very innovative of them to go with the tots. The, the milkshakes, uh, the slushies, the... The ice cream, everything about their dessert is awesome. The food mm-hmm. is also, a little, I think, a little underrated. The food's not bad, um, but I'm just not a huge fan of Popeyes. I'm going with Sonic. Okay, there we well. go. That's what I like. Tyler, we've only had one tie so far, so I, you and I are in agreement on all this. is really strange. I, I didn't expect this. I think when we get to the other side of the bracket, we're going to have some. Okay, more. so this is kind of the, uh, they call it the chalk bracket, where you just, okay, we're good. We know who's going to win that. We know who's going to win that, and we just move on. I think so. You're saying it's going to be a lot different when we get to the other side. Yes. I, okay. I, and looking ahead and knowing what you like and what I like, I think we'll have some controversy. So there may be blood drawn here. <laughs> Before the end of that. So the last matchup we have, this is a big one. Texas Roadhouse versus Long John Silver is the 15 seed. This is a massacre blowout. Texas Roadhouse all the way. You get the peanuts. You get the rolls. The only thing Long John Silver's has is the Krispies, which is the little just chunks of fried crap that comes with the fish <laughs> on the bottom of the box. Now, you can, you know, a lot of people order extra crunchies with their fish. You know, you, you can get the extra crunchies. But for me, Texas Roadhouse <laughs> in a blowout over Long John Silver's. Let me tell you, let me tell you this before before you start penciling in no, Texas Roadhouse. Go, if you uh, say Long John Silver's, I'm going let, to let me explode. tell you this. Those extra crunchies go a long way. Let me tell you this also. Long John Silver's Fish Restaurant, their chicken planks, fantastic. The dipping sauce for those, fantastic. The hush puppies are awesome, and there's nothing better. Than getting that extra box of crunchy fat from Long John Silver's. I used to live on it when I was in college, and I'm, it's actually making my mouth water thinking about it right now. Um, Texas Roadhouse, it's a steakhouse. It really doesn't mean much to me. I mean, it's just it, to me, it's in line with every other steakhouse. There's nothing special about it. If you ask me for the signature dish at Texas Roadhouse, I would say peanuts and rolls. And, yeah, and peanuts and rolls aren't going to make it here. You know, to me, this is, we talked about the Big Ten. This is a Big Ten school that didn't play anybody, and now they're getting up with the big boys, and they're playing other schools, which is Long John Silver. Are you referring to Long John Silver? And I am taking, I am taking Long John Silver. Oh my, you are kidding me. No. Oh my, this is so disappointing. All right. I'm taking Long John Silver. I, it, there's nothing I don't like that they serve. The hush puppies are delicious, and the extra crunchies. I used to live for those things. They're so good. The yeah, batter the that's on the chicken and everything, it's, it's, it's good. You could put the crunchies from the peanut shells on your food at Texas. I mean, no. if, if you're just wanting something They're crunchy. so bad, they throw them in the floor at Texas Roadhouse. So we're going to have to go to Kip on this one. Kip, what do we have for the tiebreaker on this one? He's writing something down. <laughs> this is, this kind of adds to the uh, it does. There's suspense. What do you think? Oh! Thank you. Thank oh. you. Just ridiculous. Oh, man. You would even... Texas Roadhouse, really? Okay. Yeah, Texas Roadhouse. Thank you, producer. Jeez. Oh, Whatever. I mean, even a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then, Tyler, and I think you just found or one. Or a peanut. 
Oh, or a peanut. That's very good. This has been a very interesting first segment. So we've got three more of these to do tonight. Um, this round's going to be longer than most. Obviously, when we come back and do our other rounds, they'll be much shorter. But we got 64 teams to get through. We're going to keep busting through this. we got some more news coming up. Uh, as always, follow us on Twitter at LexBuds. Look us up on Facebook, LexBuds and Pick and Roll. On our website at LexBuds.com, which a lot of you guys are registering for, uh, especially in the last week. I mean, it's been crazy how many people we've had register just in the last little bit. We really appreciate it. Got a lot more show coming up, and we'll catch you right after this break. Welcome back. Segment 2, Episode 17, the Kip Winger edition of Lex Buzz and Pick and Roll Podcast. <laughs> Again, we want to remind everybody that our producer got an autographed album uh, of Kip Winger as part of our 17th episode here. He got an autograph from them in the 80s in Detroit, we found out during the break. Yes, we just keep finding out more about this story. Can I tell you another story? I would love to hear Let it. Let me tell you another story about our producer. This is really funny. So we're cleaning out boxes one day, and we're trying to go through stuff he's moving. And I think I know this story. And I, think I, I come across story. a cassette. So he's been telling me how much he hates the band Poison and the song Unskinny Bop. You remember that? Oh, Unskinny Bop. Dude, I love Poison. And I love away. that song. It's a great song. He said, oh, this is this is the song that brought down metal was Unskinny Bop. And I was like, okay, well, that's how he feels. That's fair. You know, that's your opinion. So okay. we're going through a storage stuff, and I'm digging through boxes. You know what I found, Tyler? What did you find? I found a single cassette for Unskinny Bop. <laughs> <laughs> I found the cassette single, <laughs> and he swears that it was his girlfriend's tape at the time. Uh-huh. Oh no, man, that's that's my girlfriend's tape, man. That's that's not mine. But why was it in his stuff then, if it was his girlfriend's? Tyler, I've wondered the same thing. But mm-hmm. but the person that likes Kip Winger and supposedly hated Unskinny Bop had a cassette, not not just the whole album that he could say, you know, I like the other songs of the album. It was the single. <laughs> He liked the song so much that he bought the single for it. So he could just listen to it on repeat over <laughs> on and over repeat again. over and over. Oh, man. But anyway, that's our that's our producer. That's our, our third vote for the day as well, and we really appreciate his work. But for this episode, he will be uh, known as Kip in, in the honor of Kip Winger, the lead singer for Winger, and the singer of the song 17, which is our 17th episode. Yes, it is. I, I think we all have some singles we bought that we're probably embarrassed of, so it's okay. What's the most embarrassing one you bought? Um, I bought the Spice Girls Say You'll Be There single. <laughs> oh, oh, really? So how, about, how about that one? Is that worse than Unskinny Bop on the embarrassment scale? Tyler, I've got one that's even worse. <laughs> what, uh, worse than Spice Girls? Even worse. Even worse than Spice Girls. I can't imagine I went, where this I went and bought this single, and I did not know what they looked like at the time. I was just like, wow, this song's pretty good. It was Um Bop. Oh, dude, I had the Um Bop single, too. <laughs> By Hanson. That's not embarrassing at all. And then, and then the B-side B side was uh, a remix of Um Bop. So yes, I had like was. two ways to listen to Um Bop. And then I saw the video, and I was like, oh, no, I can never let anybody know that this is in my CD catalog. You know how you had the big catalog of CDs? Oh, yeah. And you had to flip through 10 pages yes. to find the CD you wanted. That was in there. I had to make sure nobody found that. But that was that was my unskinny bop moment and my uh, say you'll be there moment. The Listen, I will go to the grave saying, um, bop, top five best songs of the 90s. 
Oh my! I'm, oh. I'm just throwing that out there. That is a oh. that is a great song. No, yes, it is. Wait, 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 it wait, is wait. Catchy. Hold on. Hold on one second. We we've derailed here. One second. <laughs> once again, is this right? Well, let's get a third opinion. So so our producer Kip, is this is that true? Is it a top five? Nine, 1990s song. Ten years worth of songs. You're telling me Umbop is in the top five uh, of my of Tyler Bentley's ratings. It is. I can't wait to hear the other four. <laughs> Well, you know, say you'll be theirs in there. So, <laughs> no, I'm not putting say you'll be there. Oh, I, I just my like goodness. That time. It's just a great song. It's you. T- you cannot listen to Umbop and not start bobbing your head and singing along. And it's just a, a great, you know, lyric- <laughs> lyrically. If we want to break down the lyrics of Umbop here can, for just a minute, can you break down the second verse? <laughs> What's the second verse? I mean, it. You know, it, it talks about. You know, it, Umbop is about growing old. Is what it is. Umbop is a segment of time. If if you're unaware of what an umbop actually is, so it's talking about as you get older, the things that you once thought were important, and how people used to care about things when you're young. When you start getting older, things start getting put into perspective. So when you get old and start losing hair, Brandon, tell me who will still care? Tell me who will still care? Because in an umbop, it's gone. Oh my God, Tyler! Oh, we're gonna we're gonna have to move on here. <laughs> We're gonna have to move on. I can't believe you just said that. All right, I think I think I'm not alone. I think there's some big Mbop fans out there. <laughs> oh, jeez. I oh my goodness. Okay, so so he, we'll save that for another top five ninety songs. We'll we'll save that for later. I have show. got to know now. I got to okay. know. All right, all right. So, <laughs> go ahead. I can't. Yeah, so we're talk gonna right move now. on. We we, uh, we went a little long that first segment, so we're gonna try to plow through some more regions of the food bracket. Then we'll get into some more. Uh, UK sports news a little bit later. Yep. We're going to move to the Chick-fil-A region. Okay. Chick-fil-A being my personal favorite fast food restaurant. So I'm expecting Chick-fil-A to do well. Okay. We've got Chick-fil-A as the one seed versus the 16 seed Jason's Deli. I assume, Brandon, I can go ahead and pencil in Chick-fil-A for this one. Let's I got just, Chick-fil-A. Let's just both write Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Number okay. one, I've never eaten at Jason's Deli. Nothing to compare it to. I like Chick-fil-A. I like their spicy chicken sandwich. I like their breakfast. Their fries are good for scooping ketchup, which I've told you is the only reason I eat fries is to scoop the ketchup. The mm-hmm. waffle fries are perfect for that. And, um, I mean, I like a lot of stuff on their menu. Easy. Easy choice. Not you even get, close. You do get, if you ever go to Jason's Ale, you do get free ice cream. Really? Yeah, they have the little soft serve ice cream machine you can just go get. So, just FYI. That's, if you ever that's go. cute, but Chick-fil-A is way better. Yeah. Okay, the 8-9 matchup. We've got Steak and Shake versus PF. Chang's. Brandon, who you got? Uh, okay, on this one, um, P.F. Chang's is overpriced Chinese food. It is very overpriced. Okay. I agree with that. I mean, I'm not saying it's not good food. They always have the cool statues up front. The atmosphere is pretty cool. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, Steak and Shake, I mean, those little bitty fries that you have to get like 10 of them yes. at one time to scoop up the ketchup and you eat them. You can sit there and watch them take those little patty burgers and just smack them down and flatten them out on the, uh, on the griddle. It's a beautiful thing. Their shakes are delicious. They're one of my favorite burger places. I got to go Steak and Shake. I agree. The burgers are good, but the the milkshakes are second to none. So I'm going Steak and Shake as well. Okay. Steak and Shake moves on over P.F. Chang's. There we go. I like that. I like that. That's good. So not much objection so far. I like it. All right. Moving on to the five seed, Burger King. Versus the 12 TGI Fridays, you know, in the NCAA tournament, the 12-5 matchup, always a dangerous one. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going with the five-seed Burger King. 
I, I don't TGI Fridays. Is, I mean, what what does TGI Fridays really do well? I don't know. Like, I mean, the food's okay, but there's nothing like man. When I go to TGI Fridays, I gotta have that. You know, there, there's nothing that really stands out. Burger King, I love the fr- flame broiled. I feel like it's just coming right off the grill. You get the little taste of charcoal from the grill from all the other burgers that have been cooked during the day. Adds a little flavor to it. I'm going Burger King over TGI Friday. Okay, so we mentioned there's always a 12-5 upset, and this is the one for me. Because, uh, let me tell you this. I know TGI Fridays, I can't even think of what they have. I just know I have a good time when I go there. Right? Thank goodness it's Fridays. It reminds me of TGIF, watching TGIF when I grew up, you know, watching Hanging with Mr. Cooper, Full House, Step by Step, Family Matters. We could do a whole show just on that. Oh, it would last for four hours. That's the only problem. (laughs) And I got to say, I'm going to take it that over Burger King because if your name is Burger King, you better be the king of burgers, and they are not. They are very mm. mediocre. There's a lot of other places that I would rather get burgers from the Burger King. If you're going to be that gutsy and say, we're the Burger King, <laughs> you better bring it. They don't do it. I'm going with TGI Fridays, which brings us to a tiebreaker vote. So, Tyler, we're tied up. We're going to throw okay. it. What's gonna, he's, gonna, he's writing down on the board, and then he flips it around. Oh, BK... BK, Burger King, the BK Lounge, as Dane Cook would say. Oh, God. That's a very obscure reference for anybody who listened to Dane Cook comedy specials. Uh, he, he calls BK the Burger King, the BK Lounge. Well, that's good. He's probably <laughs> the only one there because it's not that great. Okay. All right, so Burger King and the tiebreaker moves on. Next matchup, we've got the four-seed Kentucky-based Fazoli's versus the 13-seed Jersey Mike's. You uh, want to talk about a blowout. I'm sorry. Fazoli's <laughs> is way better than Jer- Jersey Mike's. I don't even know that I, I would rate Jersey Mike's above Subway, and I don't like Subway. Yeah, this is a route to me as well. I think, I mean, no, no offense to Jersey Mike's, but Fazoli's, I mean, fast food Italian. How many other fast food Italian places have successfully made it? None. None. Fazoli's has figured out a way to do it. I remember when I was a little kid driving up from eastern Kentucky to Lexington and getting Fazoli's. I thought I was king of the world. <laughs> I love that stuff. Fazoli's all the way. All right. Glad we're in agreement on that one. Fazoli's moves on. All right. Next up, we've got the uh, six-seed Hardee's versus the, uh, again, can't remember, 11-seed Longhorn. I'm going to say Longhorn to me is one of the more overrated steakhouses because the steaks aren't that good, and I feel like it's more expensive than the Texas Roadhouse or the Outback. Like It's a little more pricey. It's going to cost you a little more, and to me, it's just not worth it. I'm going Hardee's, mainly just because I think Longhorn is overpriced and overrated. Yeah, and I'm going to go Hardee's as well. Let me tell you why. Because they are, to me, the Burger King Ooh. of fast food. Ten times better than a Burger King burger. I'm sorry. Hardee's does it way better uh, their chicken strips vastly underrated. Nobody ever talks about the chicken strips. They are delicious. Some of the best that you'll have in fast food. Hardy's all the way. It's not even close for all the reasons you mentioned about Longhorn. Fantastic. All right, glad we're in agreement on that one. Okay, next up we've got one of the more popular restaurants from where we posted this online. We were getting people's recommendations. We had a lot of people talk about <laughs> Cracker Barrel, uh, especially from from the older folks. Which not really a big surprise because 
I think 4.30 in the afternoon is Cracker Barrel's busiest time of the day when people are there for their 4.30 early bird dinner. <laughs> we got Cracker Barrel, the three seed, versus the 14 seed, Little Caesars. Well, let me say this. Let me say this. I like Cracker Barrel. They have the rocking chairs out front. They've got the game of checkers you can play yep, at the table. They've got the, they got the store where they'll sell you just about anything. You do. I mean, puzzles, quilts. Uh, I mean, I feel like they'll sell you just about anything. Uh, the waiter, uh, wait, waiters and waitresses are always super nice. They have the fireplace there. It reminds you of like an old country type kind of store. However, I lived and breathed Little Caesars, and still my mouth salivates when somebody says, hey, do you want to get a $5 Little Caesars pizza? <laughs> Tyler, can I tell you something? Whenever I, whenever I save money on something, let, let's say something's $100, mm-hmm. and I have a coupon for $20 off. You know what I do? What do you do? I think, wow, that's four Little Caesars pizzas. <laughs> that's four hot and ready. That's four hot and ready pizzas. Whoever came up with the hot and ready is a genius. Now, they came out with that, I don't know how long ago, but they're still $5. I'm still trying to figure that, that one out. That is amazing. <laughs> All the inflation and everything it, else. It, it makes you wonder. $5. But I can tell you this. Whoever came up with it is a genius because I love that place. I remember for dinner when I was in college, I would eat a whole large pizza and eat two bags of crazy bread with three dipping sauces, and I thought I was in heaven. You ate a whole pizza and two bags of crazy bread on your own in one sitting? Well, I used to eat one large pizza, and then I was like, well, now, after doing that for a few months, I wouldn't get full, so I would add one bag of crazy (laughs) bread. And then that started not to make me full, so I I had to go to the second bag, and then I had to add the extra (laughs) dipping sauce, too. Um, And it was delicious. Coincidentally, I gained 40 pounds in college, but that's beside the point. Um, you know, at the time it was right, it was right across the freshman 15 to the freshman 40 to the freshman 40. They had the guy that would point the sign and twirl it and be like, Hey, you don't even have to get out of the car. There's a drive through for pizza. Yes. A drive through for pizza. And it was right across from your apartment too. So much between the drive through, the guy with the twirling signs, the $5 hot and ready. And the fact that I still love it to this date, little Caesars in the upset over Cracker Barrel. Oh man. Now, see, I, I also think Cracker Barrel is a little overrated, but Little Caesars, to me, if I'm ranking pizza places, it's at the bottom. I mean, the pizza tastes like cardboard. The only redeeming thing about Little Caesars, to me, is the crazy bread. The crazy bread is very, very good. It's delicious. Uh, but the pizza, not very good. Not good at all. It's, uh, and then it's, especially if it's reheated the next day, you know, you're having your leftover pizza. How do you reheat your pizza in the microwave or microwave? Yeah. Okay, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> okay, that's well, not that's not how you do it. Okay, how do you do it? You put it on a on a baking pan, 300 degrees in the oven for about seven to eight minutes, and it tastes just like it did the day you got it. No, don't microwave pizza. Okay. It takes a minute and a half to microwave it. You could take five more minutes and have freshly baked pizza. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, Just maybe I'll have tip. to try that. We, little tip. We did actually have Little Caesars today at the, at the pool while we were there, so maybe I'll try that with my leftovers So, so what's your answer? What's your answer? Uh, my answer is Cracker Barrel over Little Caesars. Like I said, the pizza at Little Caesars, overrated. And you used to get two pizzas at Little Caesars. Pizza, pizza. Yeah, you got the, yeah, pizza, pizza. Now you only get one. I don't, you know, you, you should... What happened to getting two pizzas? You you can for the price of one. You can get, no, but that's the thing. You can get two Little Caesars pizzas for ten bucks. You know what? I get coupons for other pizza places that are like, "Hey, we're having a sale. Our large pizza is only fifteen dollars." I'm like, "Well, thanks a lot, buddy. I can get three large pizzas at Little Caesars. That's three for that. hot and ready's." Yeah, they have really anchored the price and changed the industry 
Little Seeds? Come on, Tyler. You're yeah. not going with Cracker Barrel, I mean, are you? Cracker Barrel is an institution. I mean, the breakfast is great. Lunch and dinner is great. The fried chicken is good. All right. Let's go to the producer. Got to go to vote number three. Yes. Oh, no. He says pizza, pizza. Little, Little Caesars. Caesars. Yes. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. Wow. Somebody has my back on Little Caesars. They have a drive through for Pete's sake. For pizza. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I you get, don't even have man. to call ahead to order the pizza. You just pick it. You just say, I want that. We just alienated so many listeners with that one. I mean, people in Kentucky love their Cracker Barrel, and you just knocked them out in the first round. When we used to travel on the interstate, we would stop at places that had a Cracker Barrel or a Waffle House. Those were the two things. Well, yeah, that's that's where you always stop. I, I, feel, I think 90% of... Cracker Barrel's customers are people traveling to and fro. All right, what's our next matchup? That was a good upset. That was a big upset there. That, that was a 14 that's over a three. big one. That's a big upset. People are not going to be happy about that. All right, next up, we got the 7-10 matchup. Seven seed, Buffalo Wild Wings, 10 seed, Cheddars. This is a really tough one for me because I really like both of these places. Mm-hmm. I think for wings, Buffalo Wild Wings is the best in the business. They're my favorite wings of any restaurant. Cheddar's, I mean, you just talk about getting a good meal at a cheap price and getting, I mean, so much food. I, I don't think I've ever finished a meal at Cheddar's because they just give you so much food. Yeah. This is a tough one, but I think I'm going to go Cheddar's just based upon the value that you get. Mm-hmm. Buffalo Wild Wings is a little bit overpriced, so I'm going to go Cheddar's for the fact you get good food at a reasonable price. I got Cheddar's. Okay. You know what? I'm going to go with you on this one. I like Cheddar's. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Buffalo Wild Wings. We did the Blazing Wings Challenge not too long ago. You know why? Because I like their wings. They're really, really good. They've got the TVs all around the restaurant, and I'm also trying to think about the experience when you go in. I I like Buffalo Wild Wings. But as far as the amount of food that you get for the money, whoever does the buying... For Cheddar's Restaurant, like the person that goes around to all these suppliers and gets their pricing, like, hey, you know, we'll give you this for this price for this amount of food. They do a great job. They deserve a raise. They should be running the whole company because you get a ton of food. It's really good. I remember ordering an onion rings appetizer there one time thinking, yeah, I'd like to have a few onion rings. They sent out a whole tower of onion rings. That's crazy. It is. It's like, yeah, I'd like to have a few onion rings. Oh, a tower. It comes in a tower. I didn't know that, or else I wouldn't have ordered the steak and potatoes and everything. Exactly. Thank you. Cheddar's all the way. I like cheddar's. Very good. Glad we're in agreement on that one. Last one in this region. We've got the two-seed Starbucks versus the 15-seed Papa Murphy's. Ren, I I, I have some feelings on this one, but I'm going to let you go first. Okay. Let me say this. Um... Starbucks is fine. I don't drink coffee, so that should be said, number one. But the line is always around the block for it. It reminds me of Chick-fil-A when it comes to lines. Starbucks is the Chick-fil-A line of coffee. It is, certainly. Okay, so I I get they're popular. There's Starbucks across the street from Starbucks in some places. (laughs) There is. They're they're everywhere, so I get it. However, I think Papa Murphy's Pizza is highly underrated. You get to bring it home whenever you want. And cook it fresh whenever you want. You can go pick it up at 2 o'clock in the day. You take it home and you bake it in your own oven. Mm -hmm. You can bake it four or five hours later. It comes out fresh. I love Papa Murphy's. Highly underrated. It's You get a lot of pizza for the money because you're not paying for them to bake it. And I'm going with Papa Murphy's. This is a big upset. I like Papa Murphy's. Okay. 
I do not like Starbucks for the fact it's overpriced. And as you said, I do not drink coffee either. I'm not a coffee person. But Papa Murphy's, their whole concept just angers me. So you're telling me <laughs> I have I, I'm gonna go buy a pizza, but then I have to bake it myself? What is that? The whole point to me of going out to eat is that, that I don't have to cook and then I don't have to clean up the dishes afterwards. So you're telling me I gotta bring the pizza home, I gotta cook it myself, I gotta sit and wait for it to cook, and then I gotta clean up the pan after I'm done. No. So then I've got more dishes to do. Just the fact that I, I, I mean, I feel like I should get a commission. I should get a paycheck every time while I'm cooking the food for them. Let me so clarify this, something before this you. This has go. nothing to do with the goodness of Starbucks or Papa Murphy's. I will say Starbucks. Now wait, just a second. I hate their business model. You, you, you missed out on something big here. They serve you the pizza in the pan that you bake it in. You don't do any. You don't put it in your own pan. They put a single serve pan for you to cook it. You can cut the pizza in the pan and then you discard the pan in the trash when you're done. It's an all-in-one thing. It's not all-in-one because if it was all-in-one, I wouldn't have to cook it. It would already be ready <sighs> to eat when I picked it up. I can't believe this. Are you kidding me? I'm but you save money on the. You get these gigantic pizzas that are way cheaper because you're not baking it, and you can do it whenever you want. You can bring it back home, and you can say, you know what? Let's wait a couple hours. You know, I'm not really that hungry right now. Let's go ahead and get it while we're out. Let's wait a couple hours, and then we'll throw it in the oven. Listen, I can go to Kroger and get uh, a Tony's cheese pizza for two dollars and fifty cents. If we're just talking about getting something for cheap, well, you can yeah, also eat a hot plate. Of, you can also eat a hot plate of garbage too if you want to go ragging through. I mean, are you comparing Tony's pizza to Papa Murphy's? Well, both of them I have to fix myself, so yes. <laughs> All right, how much how much bourbon's in that glass? <laughs> I gotta ask. That that's not correct. So, are you telling me we're split on this? Yeah, we are split. Starbucks, Papa Murphy's, going to the producer. Going to Kip on this one. What Kip Scott. Oh, thank you, no. Starbucks. Starbucks moves on. That's junk. That is total. That you know, that's the kind of vote that would come from a guy that stood in line in Detroit to get a an autograph from Kip Winger. He probably had a, a mocha latte while he was waiting in line for the autograph. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Is that even a drink? Did you just make something up? I don't even. I don't know. I just said words. That'd, that be, I, that'd be funny if that was not a thing. A mocha latte. I'm gonna. We're gonna have to go to the uh, judges on that. One. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. We're gonna take another quick break. We'll be back with more of the Lex Buds Pick and Roll Restaurant Bracket. We're gonna do the other half of the first round when we return. Stay with us. Right, welcome back to the Lex Buds and Pick and Roll podcast. Uh, we went through a lot of food in that last bracket, Tyler, and we've got even more to get to in this one. Again, we're using our tiebreaker vote on this one from our producer. Uh, we are calling him Kip, so he's our mysterious uh, third man producer here. Again, just to remind everyone so I can continue to say it throughout the show, he is getting the nickname Kip because <laughs> this is our 17th episode. Winger sung the song, She's Only 17, and our producer stood in line to get the album autographed by Kip Winger himself. And we're not going to let him forget it the rest of the show. I wonder how long he stood in line. How long do you think that line was? <laughs> I bet he's camped out for days, <laughs> knowing that Kip Winger was there. Uh, but that's the, just the way I like to think about it. So when we, we refer to Kip for our third vote, just know that's where it's coming from. I like it. 
Okay, so we are going to head to the other side of the bracket. We're going to the Taco Bell region, or maybe we could call this the Southwest region. <laughs> oh, hey. hey hey oh, All right, Ed McMahon. Uh, I got, Good work. I got jokes, too. All I right. can't wait to hear them. Uh, so Taco Bell's the one seed. I think this was when we did our rankings last week was your number one overall favorite restaurant. So I would expect I know how you're going to go with this matchup and with most matchups involving Taco Bell. So we got Taco Bell, the one seed, versus the 16 seed Applebee's. Brandon, who you got? <laughs> Tyler, I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and ride in Taco Bell because there's no question. I don't plan on erasing this one. <laughs> Because Apple, okay, Taco Bell, everybody knows the reasons I love Taco Bell, right? The food is good. I could eat everything on their menu. It's dirt cheap. It's good at 10 in the morning or 2 o'clock in the morning. And I've loved it for decades at this point. It's a great value. I love the food, the sauces, the tacos, the quesaritos, everything. It's delicious. Applebee's at this point has become a running joke as far as chain restaurants. If you recall uh, Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby, <laughs> he says, I want to take you out to a place real special. And they go out to Applebee's. The same thing in the movie Hall Pass. They say, I just know the pl- I know just the place to meet women. And they all go out to Applebee's. <laughs> They're strutting into Applebee's. Uh-huh. Applebee's has become a joke as a chain because it's the most generic food you can get. Taco Bell on a landslide, and I can't imagine that you're going to say anything else. <laughs> All right, I'm going to pull a Lee Corso and say, not so fast, my friend. Wait, this is a 16 versus 1 matchup. I'm aware of that. Let me tell you. First of all, I don't like Taco Bell at all. I've not eaten at Taco Bell in about 15 years because I'm not even sure that there's even any real meat in the food or any real anything in the food. Hey, let, let me make the case for Applebee's. Applebee's. Somebody's gonna have to. Applebee's has always been there for me. Okay, when we were growing up in Eastern Kentucky, there were no sit-down chain restaurants. I mean, you you had Shoney's that we you know that you could go to in over in Virginia. But as far as you know, your your Applebee's, your your old Charlie's, your Outbacks, your te- there there was nothing of that sort. Applebee's was the first restaurant to come to Eastern Kentucky. There's one in Pikeville, one in Hazard. And I would constantly drive 30, 40 minutes just to go eat at Applebee's. Drove 30, 40 minutes to eat at Applebee's because they they were the, they were the only option. When my high school basketball intramural basketball team won the Whitesburg High School Intramural Basketball Championship, our prize, our reward, we got to go eat at Applebee's. For dinner, we got to pick out whatever we wanted on the menu. They didn't take us to Taco Bell; they took us to Applebee's as our reward. So, because of the fact that Applebee's was there for Eastern Kentucky when other restaurants were not, I'm going Applebee's. They are the Maryland Baltimore County pulling the upset over Taco Bell. I am sick to my stomach. Right I got you, Applebee's. You, got it. you know what? You hit it right on the head when you said they were the only option. <laughs> That tells me everything I need to know about how good Applebee's was. They were good because they were the only option. We're going to have to go to Kip on this one. Kip, what do you got? Thank you. Some sanity brought back. Taco Bell is moving on. I had a feeling. I have a feeling I'm going to have to drag Taco Bell to the final four of this bracket. If you're you're putting Applebee's as better than Taco Bell, I'm really going to have to... Yeah, you you better hope Kip likes Taco Bell too. Oh my 
goodness. That's all I got to say. Oh, gee. <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> I can't believe this. Okay. What's all the right, next one? Moving on to Jeez. the 8-9 matchup. This is, a, this is another tough one for me. we got the 8-seed Five Guys versus the 9-seed Chewies. Mm. Both very good. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> to me, I think as far as chain restaurant burgers, it does not get any better than Five Guys. I mean, you feel like you're going to have a heart attack when you walk out because you get your bag of food and it's just dripping with <laughs> grease. I mean, dripping. Uh huh. Uh huh. Hey, they give you so many French fries. You know, they fill up your, you know, the little container of French fries, and then they just dump more French fries into <laughs> yes, the bag. Yes, they do. Yes. Like the the container isn't enough. They have to give you a whole bag full. I love it. I love it. I love Five Guys. I'm going Five Guys over Chewy's. You know what? I, I'm going to say one thing for Chewy's. They do have this creamy jalapeno dip, which is phenomenal. Uh, I have to go out there every now and then and get it for my wife, get these gigantic containers of just the dip. The, the, that is the highlight for Chewy's. That is the highlight for Chewy's. But in my opinion, there's better Mexican food all around than Chewy's. And Five Guys, for the reasons you mentioned, when you walk in, there are sacks of potatoes to... to make the border of the line you're supposed to walk in to order <laughs> true all right so they make the potatoes and for, i love that like i want a small order of fries okay so they dump the small container in there and then they take the entire fryer full of fries and they go, he wants a small order <laughs> and they just take them straight out of the fryer and dump them in the bag it's the greasiest thing ever i cannot eat there all the time but i can tell you what i absolutely love it when i do five guys all the way uh, awesome i like it okay move on to the 512 another you know the dangerous matchup this one to me is going to be a no-brainer. We've got the five-seed Shake Shack versus the twelve-seed Dunkin' Donuts. Maybe we can just make this one quick. Yeah, Shake Shack. Is there any argument for Dunkin' over Shake Shack? Dunkin' only does one thing, and it's a, a meal of the day that I don't really care for, which is breakfast. Okay. I don't eat breakfast, so to me, if that's the best thing you do, and I don't eat it, then I can't vote for it. Shake Shack, it's it's good. I All like right, it. let's move it on. Shake okay. Shack. Okay, next we got the four seed Waffle House versus the thirteen seed Red Robin. Yum yum. Okay, well on this one, you know what? I used to go to Waffle House when I was like in college, and I would study for an exam at like two in the morning or something like that. And you know what? I really didn't even like it then, but I ordered it because it was one of the only things. It was either that or Taco Bell, and if I'd had like ten bags of tacos already. I would try to switch it up and go to Taco or uh, to Waffle House, but to me, um, I like Red Robin's burgers. Their fries, it's good. It's not my favorite burger place. So we just talked about Five Guys burgers. It's not on that level, but it's acceptable, and I think it's acceptable enough to beat Waffle House. I'm going to take Red Robin. Wow, this might surprise you. I also am going Red Robin. Oh, I thought I, you were a Waffle House no, guy. No, I I do not like Waffle House okay. at all. Uh, I think if you're talking about breakfast places, there are so many better options to me for breakfast than Waffle House. Again, it's it's all about cleanliness and appearance for me, and that's not something that's one of Waffle House's strengths. Uh, is you know cleanliness. I, I feel like I'm eating waffles from 25 years ago off off that grill. <laughs> and you, but wait a minute, you said on the Burger King part that you like the taste of the burgers that had been made all day there. Yeah, all day, not from 25 years ago. Okay, well that's different. A L- little bit of a difference. It is different. Um, right. But yeah, Waffle House just I, I don't get the appeal. I mean, I, I also went there in college at you know three in the morning because 
know, that's that's what you do in college. You go it to never Waffle closes. House. Yeah. Um, but the food to me is not that good. Red Robin, you get the uh, endless, uh, you know, bottomless fries at Red Robin too. That's a big. That plus. is good. Okay, so, so we'll go with Red Robin. I got Red Robin in the upset. That is a big one. Down goes a lot of Waffle people House. like Waffle House. That's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, okay. I think that's gonna be an unpopular decision. Yeah, we've knocked out Waffle House and Cracker Barrel during the show. Tyler. people are and White Castle. People are gonna be unhappy. Mm-hmm. There may be uh, riots in the streets for all we know. <laughs> I don't know. All right, next we've got the six seed Zaxby's versus the eleven seed Dairy Queen. Okay, Dairy what, Queen. What do you think? Do, Dairy Queen does one thing well, which is their dessert, which is the the Blizzard. The food, though, very mediocre. Okay. The best thing that Dairy Queen has is the chicken strip basket, which, if you order, is there any other fast food place that, if you order chicken, gives you a big cup of gravy with it? <laughs> I don't think so. That's just the leftover gravy from the breakfast, I think, though. They're like, you know yeah. what? Whatever leftover gravy we have, just save it for the chicken strips. And then they just dump it in. I mean, I give them props. Like, uh, you know, we're we're just going all out on on the you know heart attack coronary. <laughs> like, forget ranch, honey mustard. No, you get no. a big cup of gravy with your chicken strips, which I never even knew was a combination that I should be eating. Maybe they're educating you. Maybe so. Maybe they're they're going to start a revolution. But <laughs> to me, Zaxby's the chicken's good. The fries are really good. The seasoning on the fries is great. You know, they have salads, they have sandwiches. You can get lots of different options. Their milkshakes also very good, very underrated. I got Zaxby's moving on over Dairy Queen, even though the Blizzard may be the best fast food dessert. Yeah, agreed on the last thing that you just said. However, Zaxby's, for all the reasons you just mentioned, for me, that's an easy one. I'm going Zaxby's. Just to make it quick and easy, it's Zaxby's. All right, let's move it on. Zaxby's. Okay, next one three seed Wendy's. 14 seed A&W. Brandon, who you got? Tyler, let me tell you this. I got a beef with Wendy's. <laughs> exactly. You see what I did there? Where's the beef? Where's the beef? I've got the beef. Let me tell you what the beef is with Wendy's. I do recall when I was growing up, I would order a junior bacon cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. And it was delicious. And it's about three or four years ago, I opened up a bacon cheeseburger, and I thought I was handed a small sausage biscuit. <laughs> Okay, their burgers have shrunk to the size that insults my intelligence. These are not hamburgers. They are serving me miniature sausage and biscuits. It is the chicken minis from Chick-fil-A of burgers. Okay, a junior bacon cheeseburger used to be a burger. Now it's a nugget. It's a nugget of meat. And let me tell you this. I go there. The other thing I like was the chili. I went there one day and said, you know what? I want a large chili. Mm -hmm. They put it in the bag, and I looked at it, and I said, no, I ordered a large and they were like, this is a large, sir. I said, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, what what are we doing here? Do you think that I'm that stupid that I don't know? You? I know my food, Tyler. You know I like to eat. You do. Tyler, they are ripping you off on the size of those chilies like you wouldn't believe. And I almost to the point to where I won't go there anymore. Because oh, wow. their, their burgers have shrunk to the size of sausage biscuits. And their chilies, I mean, you might as well serve it to me in a thimble. I do not. I'm almost over Wendy's completely. I like their food, but now I have to order three burgers to get the size of one that I used to get. So for me, this one's easy. I think A&W did a really good job with their branding recently where they really focused on the quality of the burgers, the dogs, the floats, the shakes. We just went there two days ago. They give away a free cone of ice cream with every kid's meal. 
to me, it's A&W. I'm almost over Wendy's and almost getting ready to boycott them in general. Wow. Shots fired at Wendy's. Um, I do think Wendy's is overrated, but in in this matchup, I'm going to go with Wendy's to get through this round. I'm not a big fan of A&W. When's the last time you've eaten there? At A&W, I've probably only eaten there a couple times ever. Okay. Wendy's was a part of my childhood. You know, you got the Biggie Fries. Whatever happened to Biggie? Remember that Biggie Fries and Biggie Drinks? Yeah, I can tell you they now come in a smallie yeah. size. <laughs> That's what happened to the Biggie Fries. They now come in the smallie container. Yeah, okay. Fair. Yeah. fair. So uh, I'm going Wendy's, though, so we're going to take this one to the right. producer. All right, Kip, what do we got? The, Win- you are the tiebreaker on this one. We got a, a tie on Wendy's and A&D. Oh. Wendy's. Apparently, our producer likes sausage and biscuits, too, because that's what they serve at Wendy's. They hey, don't, they don't serve burgers the, anymore. The breakfast at Wendy's is surprisingly good. Yeah, because it's the same thing as the dinner. <laughs> that's correct. They serve you a small uh, sausage biscuit for breakfast, and then they continue to use that same size Throughout bun uh, for the dinner, so you're correct. Yeah, that's fantastic. It is fantastic. What's the name? I can't believe you guys are going with that. Okay. Uh, next one, we've got seven seed Jimmy Johns versus ten seed Hooters. This is another tough one for me. Um, I mean, Jimmy Johns. I can't tell you how many times you and I personally went to Jimmy Johns on a Sunday after going out on the town on Saturday nights. I don't know what you're talking about. The the you know, it would just kind of soak up all the alcohol from the previous night. You know, all the bread. All, all I'm not going to lie. Okay, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, so, so Jimmy John's w- was a big part of my college days. But it's really, I mean, you, you don't get a whole lot of variety. There's, I mean, if you want a hot sandwich, you don't get the option. Everything is cold. Hooters, I think their wings, very underrated. I think their wings are actually very, very good. Uh, the curly fries, also very good. I am going to go with Hooters <sighs> to move on past Jimmy John's. Wow. Okay. I, I didn't see that coming, Tyler, because I thought we had so many good days on Sundays where we had Jimmy John's. And we you did, but their, their time has passed. No, I'm going with Jimmy John's on this one. Um, I like their sandwiches. They're freaky fast. I like the chips that come with them. The pickles are delicious. Um I don't know. I just like Jimmy John's. You know, you can zoom through the drive through really, really quick, get your food, and get out, and it's done. All right, so another tiebreaker. This is unreal. What are we going? There we go. He's got Jimmy. Kip says Jimmy John's on this one. Um, thank you, Kip. Very good choice, <laughs> Jimmy John. All right. <laughs> to finish out the Taco Bell region, we've got Raisin Cane's, the two seed versus the 15 seed Quiznos. I think this is just, let's move on. Raisin Cane's, right? Yeah. Can we just make this one quick? Yep. Uh, Cane's, best fast food chicken in the business. Yep. No doubt. Quiznos had their day and it is long past. There are other places that do it better now. That's an easy one. Okay. Agreed. Okay. All right, should we take one more break and come back and do the final region? I like it. Well, uh, let's do that. We've got uh, you know, another batch of uh, matchups coming up, and we'll be done with the round of 64. I can't believe we moved through it this quick, but we're doing it. This will be the longest round that we do, um, You know, so keep that in mind. I know we're rushing through some of these, but some of them are pretty easy. We can get through them pretty quick. Agreed. Yeah, and if you have any complaints, uh, send them to Tyler at LexBuds on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> And and as always, follow us, uh, LexBuds.com. We'll uh, keep the bracket updated and keep things going so you can let us know what you're thinking as well. And we'll take a quick break and come back with our final round of the fast food restaurant bracket right after this. 
Welcome back to the Lex Buds and Pick and Roll podcast. Tyler, this has been a fun show so far. The fast food restaurant bracket, I absolutely love it. I love talking about food. I love eating food. I love to watch the Food Network and watch people making food. I love everything about it. So this is like the perfect <laughs> show for me. Yeah, this has been really fun. We, we need to do more of these. After we finish the restaurant bracket, we need to come up with another idea because this, this is just really fun. Yeah, I hope I, the listeners will agree. Absolutely. But before we get to our last part of the uh, fast food restaurant bracket, there is a bit of news that I feel like we would be doing the listeners a disservice if we didn't mention it. And, and you and I talked about it a little bit before, but you want to kind of give the, the gist of what's going on here. Yeah, so University of Kentucky basketball assistant coach Kenny Payne who has been with the program since Calipari came to Kentucky in 2010. He has been kind of the rock, him and John Robick of the coaching staff. They have been kind of the model of consistency. There have been other assistant coaches that have come and gone, but Kenny Payne, his importance to the basketball team cannot be overstated. He has been offered a job with, the New York Knicks of the NBA as an assistant coach. I think the hope is from the New York Knicks that as this offseason comes up, they are targeting a couple of Kentucky guys as free agents. They're hoping to land Carl Anthony Towns. They're hoping to land Evan Booker. And I think their goal is that adding Kenny Payne to the coaching staff makes that goal much more attainable, that both of those guys would want to come play for him. So we're now in a situation, Kenny Payne is probably going to decide this week what he's going to do. He has made some statements, kind of both, you could take it either way. You could take his statements as that he loves Kentucky, he's going to stay, but you could also take it as he's really considering this. He has relationships with the front office in the New York Knicks. He has a relationship with World Wide West, who's uh, involved in the New York Knicks. So there are... A lot of reasons that he might be very interested in taking this job. Brandon, what do you think? I'm nervous, man. I'm really, really nervous. <laughs> I, I don't like the way uh, that this is going. I can tell you when we lost Coach O, Orlando Antigua, mm-hmm. I feel like it took us years to recuperate from his recruiting prowess. I don't know if we have recovered from that, to be honest. Our I, recruiting's not been the same since he left. It, this year, I feel like we, we've taken it up a notch. And I, I feel like we're on the right track, but you know we may not even have a basketball season to show it. That's the bad part. We finally get back. We're like, we got this killer recruiting class. Uh, we may not even have basketball. We're learning we're, we may not even have football today. We learned that. We'll have to see how it plays out over the week. But I think it would be just a huge, huge loss. And I'll say this if you're Kenny Payne. The New York Knicks hired Phil Jackson at one point, the greatest, one of the greatest coaches in basketball history, and he couldn't do anything with that place. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if I'm him, I'm looking at this and saying, you know what, if Phil Jackson struggled with the New York Knicks, maybe it's not going to be a smooth ride. You may get in there for two or three years and do the same thing that Jackson did and realize, you know what, I can't do anything with this place. It's not going to work. You can get Devin Booker and Carl Anthony Towns. You're still going to need more. You know, I I do hope that Devin Booker gets out of Phoenix. That team is terrible. He is lighting it up in the games that are going on right now. Carl Anthony Towns, if you play games in Minnesota, does it really happen? <laughs> I mean, let's let's be real. Who follows the Minnesota Timberwolves? Yep. 
the people in Minnesota? What about the rest of the country? So part of me says, you know, I'd like for them to get more spotlight and more visibility to the country because they're great, great players. And it could help us out with recruiting, too, if people see these players go to the New York Knicks and they have success. But history tells me that the Knicks haven't been good since they played the Rockets in the finals and O.J. Simpson was driving down uh, the interstate in that white Bronco. That's the last time the New York Knicks were good. Think about how long ago that was. That's 25 years. Yeah, is that what, 94, 95? Yes, that is the last time they were relevant in the NBA. And 25 years of history and Phil Jackson can't do it, you're telling me that Kenny Payne is going to make the difference. If I'm Kenny Payne, I sit back and think, you know what? I'm one of the higher paid assistant coaches in the country. Calipari is going to be here for a lifetime contract, which what does that really mean? I know that. But you're in the biggest program in college basketball. Do you give that up for a two- or three-year run with the New York Knicks, and then you're burnt out and done? Then where do you go? He can look at Coach Orlando Antigua's run. Not been great since he left. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Fair. he went to do his own thing, and look, he's still not even close to where he was while he was here. So he's got to look at that, too, and say, you know what? It, it's not all sunshine and roses when it comes to the, leaving the University of Kentucky. Rick Pitino left Kentucky to go to the Boston Celtics. How did that work out? Does he have regrets about it? Heck yes, he does. He talks about it openly. So it seems like everybody that leaves struggles and has a hard time living up to where they were when they were at Kentucky, and I think that should weigh on him quite a bit. DeMarcus Cousins, Josh Harrelson, Anthony Davis, Nerlens Noel, Willie Cauley-Stein, Bam Adebayo, Carl Towns, P.J. Washington. You look at all the big men that have had success at UK, all of those guys I just named got progressively better from the beginning of the season to the end. Mm -hmm. And that is all because of Kenny Payne. He is the big guy coach. He works with the big men. And as I said earlier, losing him would be devastating. Because you look at the development that all of those guys had, it was all, I wish I wouldn't say all, but mostly because of Kenny Payne. He is the guy, He, you know, every coaching staff has a guy who's kind of the, you know, guy the players can go talk to. You know, every coaching staff needs that guy, okay? Because Kyle Perry's just yelling and swearing at him for the whole practice. It's the good cop, bad cop routine. Exactly. Okay, you've got to have a guy who can, after Kyle Perry gets done yelling at him, who can come over and say, hey, it's all right, we'll get through this. We'll no. get through this together. Exactly. He's he's the Andy Bashir of the coaching staff, I guess. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. But uh, losing him would be a huge blow. I mean, you don't think about losing an assistant coach. Like, okay, what's the big deal? We'll hire another assistant coach. This would be a big, big loss for UK in recruiting and their development of players. Uh, we, also, we don't get a long time to develop these guys. We get one semester, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that he can do so much magic with these guys in such a short time period, I don't know too many guys in the country that can do what he does at this level. I don't know what his ultimate goal is. I don't know if he wants to be a college head coach. I may, I don't know if his goal is to be an NBA head coach. I don't kind of know what his end game is. He's been an assistant for so long, you know, you know, 
maybe you just get tired. You get burnt out of being the assistant. Maybe you, you know, you just want to be the guy at some point. You want to run your own program. Uh, this is this is for an assistant coaching job. Let's let's you know make that clear. This isn't a head coaching job mm-hmm. with the Knicks. It's for an assistant. So if his goal is to at some point be a head NBA coach, this is a logical step for him to get his foot in the door with one of the biggest markets in the NBA. So if that's his dream, if that's his goal, then you know, I guess you just wish him the best. But. I don't know. Like you've said, going to the Knicks, going to the NBA, uh, he's already making probably as much money here as he's going to make there. He's already got the relationships with Cal Perry, with John Robick. You know, I, I, I think, I hope that he's going to stay. Uh, you know, I hope this is just one of those rumors. Cal Perry gets offered these jobs all the time. Let's hope that this is another one of those circumstances. Yeah, it would be big if he left. Let's let's not play around here. I mean, this would be huge if he left. And it also, Enos Cantor was here. True, right? Yeah. And anybody that can develop Josh Harrelson into a drafted NBA player has gotten a reputation. I think the growth in one year, you talked about having players from one year. Look at Carl Anthony Towns' first few games at the beginning of the year to what he was like at the end of the year. It was two different players. Night and day. Not that he transformed from a guy that was shy and quiet and you know played when he could to wanting the ball and finishing every time except for that game against Wisconsin where they couldn't mm. get him the ball. But we don't talk that about that. That wasn't his fault though. They wouldn't give him the ball. That's correct. But you you talk about development of players. It makes me really nervous. All of the players when they come back say, "Man, I, I want to go see Kenny Payne." Yep. You know, so it's tough. We'll see how it goes. I it would be a gut punch if that happened, because losing coach Orlando Antigua a few years ago hurt bad enough. This would be even worse. I, I just hope it doesn't happen. Yeah, but the way 2020 has gone, I'm fully expecting Kenny Payne will announce that he's leaving uh, sometime this week, <laughs> s- quickly followed by the announcement that we won't have any college football games. So that's oh. how 2020 is going. Just another shot to the gut. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's finish this on a positive note, Brandon. we got yes. one more region to go. We've got the Outback region of our restaurant bracket. What do you say we go through this I, and call it a day? Let's do the Outback region. I'm excited about this one. Anything that starts with Outback, I'm a fan of. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, we've got the one-seed Outback versus the 16-seed Big Boy Frishes. Big Boy had their, I guess, moment of fame in the Austin Powers movies. That's probably their biggest claim to fame, but... To me, this is a no-brainer. I got Outback all day long. Outback, blooming onion, steaks smothered in butter. Half of the worst um, for you health-wise uh, foods in restaurants come from Outback. It's Outback all day long. All day long. This is the biggest blowout of the tournament, in my opinion, because Frisch's <laughs> is terrible. It is. Yeah, just not not good. All right, let's go to the eight-nine matchup. We've got Culver's versus Chili's. Oh, this is a tough one for me. Really? I, I don't know how. I, I, yeah, it is. Really? You, you don't. It's not a tough. Culver's versus Chili's is a tough one. I for like you. both of these places a lot. Okay. Go. What? What do you? I'm interested to see what's in your mind right now. Tom. Okay. I, I have to know now that you said it's close because I don't think it's close at all. Okay. So first off, you got Culver's, who does fast food burgers just about as good as anybody. Their milkshakes. Their concrete mixers, all all that stuff is fantastic. You got the cheese curds, which are fantastic. Mm. Okay, the chilies, 
Okay, Brandon, I'm just going to point this out. You have sitting in front of us a Toy Dundee Award. Toy? Or This is a Dundee a, Award. A Dundee Trophy. Yes. And where did the Dundies take place? Chili's. They took place. Yeah, I feel God in this Chili's tonight. <laughs> yes. So Chili's, not only a huge part of The Office, one of our favorite shows, but chicken there is great. Let me tell you something that's underrated about Chili's. Have you ever had their chips and ranch dressing? No, I haven't eaten it in Chili's in 20 years. Let me tell you, the chips and ranch at Chili's. Excellent. I never go to Chili's without ordering the chips and ranch for an appetizer. As as good a chips as you will get anywhere. Fantastic. So, uh, so what's your answer? So what? So all that boiled down to say what? What are you telling me right now? You like both. What are you picking? I, I'm going to go Culver's by, by neck. It, this is a photo finish. Okay, for me, but I like Culver's. To slightly. me, to me, this isn't even even isn't even close because it's not just any burger, Tyler. It's a butter burger. Okay, that's the difference. That's the Culver's difference. They have the concrete mixers. The cheese curds are phenomenal. I absolutely love Culver's. I could eat it every single day for every meal. I love Culver's. One of my favorite fast food places on the planet. All right, highly underrated. A lot of people don't have access to Culver's, so I have to take that into account. Mm-hmm. But if you do. Man, is it delicious. I'm going with Culver's, so that's a Culver's over Chili's. Okay, Culver's moves on. Next, we've got the 512 5-seed Cheesecake Factory, 12-seed O'Charlie's. Who you got in this one, Brandon? Are we having another 12 upset here? Well, here, here's the thing. Do you ever get the bracket printouts and you're like, man, who's going to watch that game? They both suck. <laughs> Have you ever seen those brackets when they come out? Like, wow, who's going to watch Southeast Arkansas State versus uh, University of Montana uh, community college mm-hmm. who's gonna watch that when i tell you nobody nobody's gonna watch this matchup because in my opinion cheesecake factory first of all they have good cheesecake okay that's good that's perfectly fine and they've got a lot of different varieties but their menu is like reading uh you know moby dick war and peace war yeah. and peace <laughs> it's like 30 pages long the waiter has to come back five times to say, are you ready to order? And I have to say, no, I'm not ready to order because I'm on page 10 of the menu and I have another 10 pages to go. So I'm going to say that, that that's a little bit of a problem. As far as Old Charlie's goes, let me, let me tell you what I think about Old Charlie's. So they had a sign, a banner out on the corner of the Old Charlie's in Lexington that said, we're still open. And my first thought was, if you have to have a banner out that says, we're still open, your business model sucks. This was pre-pandemic, I assume. That you, you know what? They could keep it out all year long, 365 <laughs> days a year, and I wouldn't care. I, Oh, Charlie's is just not good. A lot of people say their potato soup is good. It's a bowl of salt. <laughs> it's a bowl of salt. I've had it. I've had the bowl of salt. It's, a, it's the potato soup. It's... It's just they don't do anything well. Cheesecake Factory at least has the redeeming quality of having good cheesecake. I'm going Cheesecake Factory in the game that nobody watches at the 10:30 time slot of the Western <laughs> bracket in the tournament. That's what this game is. Nobody's watching. I'm going Cheesecake Factory. Okay, I'm going to go Cheesecake as well. I'm not a huge Cheesecake Factory fan for all the reasons you just said. Even though our Oh Charlie's when I was in college at EKU. There was an Old Charlie's in Richmond, and I probably ate there more than any other restaurants because it, you know, it's a cheap place you could go to get a steak on a college budget. So I had many fond memories of Old Charlie's, but 
now that I can actually afford better steaks. Oh, Charlie's just does not compare. <laughs> it doesn't work. So I'm going cheesecake as well. This coming from the same guy that vouched for Applebee's steaks earlier. I didn't say anything. I had nothing to do with Applebee's. That was just mainly my dislike of Taco Bell. Okay, moving on. Next, we've got the four seed Panera versus the 13 seed Carinos. Again, kind of like what you just said, this is another matchup where I'm not excited about either of these. I don't even know who I'm going to pick. I don't really like Panera. I don't really care for Carinos either. <sighs> Man. <laughs> these are the tough decisions that we get paid yes. nothing for. <laughs> but, uh, but these are the decisions that we have to make, Tyler. We the do. people demand us make a decision. Somebody. You don't like either one. What are you going to just buckle up and say, this is my decision, even though you don't like either one? So Panera does do, I think, one thing well, which is kind of the the paste, breakfast pastry market, so, which is not a very big market. If you're, if you're wanting a breakfast pastry, not a whole lot of options you can go to, but they do have, you know, they got the bagels, they've got the blueberry muffins, all, all those typical things. There's... So many better Italian places to me than Carino's. So I'm just going, because of that, I will go Panera for this one. Okay. I'm going to go Panera as well just to make this one quick as well. Not just to make it quick, but because I agree. For their soup bread bowls. Have you ever had their bread bowl soup? I have. Okay. So you get the chicken noodle soup. You put it in the bread bowl. It soaks in the bowl. You eat the soup up first. And then you've got this delicious bread that has been marinated in chicken noodle soup that you can just tear off afterwards. To me, that is brilliant. Fair. Yeah, they do it really well. I'm going with Panera on that Okay, one. let's go on. Bottom half of the Outback region, we've got the 6-seed Kidoba versus the 13-seed Pizza Hut. Who you got in this one? I mean, God help the people at Pizza Hut. They will stuff cheese into anything. <laughs> they stuff it in the crust. They made pizza that's stuffed with cheese. They made pizza at one point that was stuffed with hot dogs in the crust. They will stuff anything into the pizza to keep your mind off the fact that their pizza is very mediocre. I mean, that's just my... They'll stuff it with any food. They'll they'll stuff their crust with something. They'll stuff their pizza with something. If their pizza was that great, they could just serve the pizza. A lot of places just serve their pizza. I do like the Pizza Hut buffet, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm going to go Qdoba in this one just because I, I love Qdoba. It's as simple as that. Their queso is delicious. They have more toppings than other places like Chipotle. They have like jalapenos, cilantro, and some other toppings. I like Qdoba. To me, it's a no-brainer on this one. I like the Pizza Hut buffet, but the pizza has... It needs to do a Domino's-like transformation Mm -hmm. where they rethink how they're doing it instead of stuffing their pizza with as much cheese as possible. Fair enough. Uh, Listen, Pizza Hut was such a staple of my childhood. You know, you had the the book it program where you would read books and you go get a free personal pan pizza. I personally every day after school, my dad would take me to go get a personal pan pizza after school. I knew exactly what the price was. I would have the exact change ready to give to them <laughs> after I paid it was $2.11. Oh my the, god. Personal pan pizza. Would you grow up in the 1950s? <laughs> that sounds so cheap. Yeah, I remember when it went up to 222. That was a sad day. Uh, and you had the exact change and you didn't have enough. That's a real downer. Huh? Yeah, I know. I had to go back to the car and get another 11 cents for my dad. Uh, then you, as you mentioned, the lunch buffet. 
when I discovered the Pizza Hut lunch buffet, my, my freshman 15 came in the sixth grade when I discovered the Pizza <laughs> Hut lunch buffet, and I would eat about two dozen pieces of pizza off that thing. Did you eat the crust on the buffet, or did you just go for the top? No, because that's how I would keep up with how many pieces I ate. I would leave the crust so I knew how many. You know, I would try to best my mark each time. Me too. Yeah. Okay. Kidoba to me, I feel like every time I eat Kidoba, I feel absolutely disgusted afterwards because I'm so bloated and like, oh my god, I I can't move. I just ate so much cheese. There's cheese in everything. So I'm actually going to go Pizza Hut Whoa! over Kidoba. Whoa! We're going really? to the producer for this. Wow! One. So Kip, uh, Kip, what are we going to uh, on this one? So we've got a tie between Qdoba and Pizza Hut on this one. Oh, the letter <laughs> Q. one letter. This this the decision Q. brought to you by the letter Q. <laughs> so Qdoba on that one. All right. I get your point though. I mean, I don't dislike Pizza Hut, but it's just you know. I understand. Okay. Okay. Uh, we got the three seed Olive Garden versus the 14 seed IHOP. This better be Olive Garden in a massacre, Brandon. If you're p- telling me you're picking IHOP, I'm going to be very disappointed. It's Olive Garden. Let's let's move on with that one. Fair enough. I mean, and let's, let me be clear about something. If you are not from Lexington or Kentucky and you're traveling from out of state, I'm convinced that the Olive Garden at the Fayette Mall in Lexington, Kentucky, is the busiest Olive Garden on the face of the planet. It, it is, might be the busiest restaurant on the face of the planet. I have never seen a point where there's a parking spot never. at Olive Garden. So Kentucky people, Central Kentucky people especially, loved their Olive Garden. So, I mean, just buckle up and be ready if you're trying to come through and go to Fayette Mall and go to uh, Olive Garden. It's not going to happen. Yep. It's always full. Okay, moving on to the seven ten matchup. Red Lobster versus Papa John's. Who you got, Brandon? Oh, this is an easy one. Last time I went to Red Lobster, it was a grease butter fest. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's you're saying that is a good thing or a bad thing. It it is a bad thing because that's all you could taste. What's the point in getting lobster if all you can taste is butter and salt? I could just I could eat anything and get that. I could get fries at McDonald's that taste just as salty as the food there. I remember when we used to go to Lexington from Eastern Kentucky, we used to make sure that we went to Red Lobster. That was that was how you know you you made it. <laughs> You'd arrive. Okay. Well, the Red Lobster, whoa, whoa, slow down, everybody. We're going to Red Lobster. But I got to tell you, the last several times I've been there, aside from the cheddar biscuits, give me anything besides Red Lobster. I don't care for it at all. I've had it all at Red Lobster, and it's just not good. It's a salty, buttery mess of food. It kind of weirds me out that when you walk into Red Lobster, they have the lobsters in the tank, and I just feel bad for the lobster. Like I know all those lobsters are about to die and be cooked in a pot. I mean, is there any other restaurant that has the food alive when you first walk into the (laughs) restaurant? I mean, Chick Fil A doesn't have a chicken coop. <laughs> Maybe they should. When you should. walk inside, maybe they should. Maybe that's how it they. It just uh... <laughs> always kind of weirds me out that I'm seeing the food alive before you go in to eat it. I don't like it for that reason. They do have good cheddar biscuits, but I'm going Papa John's as well. Okay, so we're going with Papa John. <laughs> that's funny. I would love to see the chickens, like a chicken coop outside of each Chick Fil A. That would be hilarious. Right. I would love to see that. You know, Outback has a big cow sitting out front. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what 
what's the point of that? I don't know. I don't get it. All right, last matchup. The two-seed Chipotle versus the 15-seed Noodles and Company. Jeez, I, I think this is going to be a route. I do think Noodles and Company is underrated. The Their macaroni and cheese is very, very good if you want macaroni and cheese. But this is Chipotle in a landslide for me. Yeah, it's not even close. Chipotle has the fresh food. Um, you ha- do have run the slight chance that you you know may get sick from it, right? They've had a couple of rounds where people have gotten sick from it, right? It was E. coli. E. coli. But you know what? I I love Chipotle so much. You know what I thought when I saw that people were getting sick from Chipotle? My first thought wasn't, oh, my God, I'm going to get sick. It was, oh, man, I bet the lines are short today (laughs) because I want to get in there and eat. I'll take my chance on getting E. coli or whatever it is to eat at Chipotle. I was excited when the news came out because I thought, man, I'm going to get right to the front of the line. I don't have to wait. And I went in and got my burrito the next day. I'm with you. E. coli is a risk I'm willing to take for a Chipotle burrito. And as far as noodles and company, I mean, I can get mac and cheese anywhere. I, I, you know, give me more than noodles. I need more than noodles. Yeah. I mean, it's a cool name. I like noodles and company as a name, but I, I just need more than noodles. Fair enough. Yeah. That's just yeah. me. Chipotle massacre moves on. So, so how do you feel about overall the restaurant bracket, Tyler? We, we have officially went through the round of 64. We've narrowed it down to 32 teams. As you're looking at these next round matchups, are there any that kind of stick out to you as ones that could be really close or ones that could be combative in the next round? Because what we're going to do on the next show, we're going to cut down the round of 32 to the round of 16. And we actually were thinking about giving the tiebreaker votes instead of going to our producer, Kip. We're thinking about, uh, you know, doing some polls uh, either on Twitter or Facebook to give people the tiebreaker vote. I think that's a great idea. Let's, let's you know, it, it shouldn't just be you and me making these executive decisions. We need to give some power to the people. We, we are here, you know, our whole premise is we want to be the voice of the average fan, so I think the average fan should have a vote in our restaurant bracket. Yeah, what do you think, though, as far as the next round matchups? The second uh, round matchups, are there any that you're intrigued about talking about that you think may be difficult? So one of our listeners, we posted this bracket right before we started recording, said the Chick-fil-A Steak and Shake matchup in the second round is a potential UK-Wichita State mm, rematch yeah. of, of 2014. They, they said Steak and Shake was a dangerous eight seed. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at the Kidoba Olive Garden matchup as well. I think that's, yeah. that's a heck of a matchup. Uh, Taco Bell Five Guys. I mean, t- Battle of the Upset Stomachs, right there. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I'm I'm thinking the the Chick Fil A Steak and Shake, like you said, is a big one for me. Hardee's and Little Caesars uh, is another one that I'm mm-hmm. I'm going to lose sleep over it a little bit. Outback versus Culver's, two places that I love. There's a lot coming up with this bracket. We got a lot more work to do. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. This is any. This is a wide open field. There, there's not a dominant team on here. Absolutely, absolutely. I, well, I think it's been a fun show, Tyler. I've enjoyed it. I don't know how you feel about it. I mean, if you enjoyed it, this has been uh, it's been informative, but mostly centered around food. I've I've really yes. enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. So don't forget our scheduled interview coming up for next week with Corey Lewandowski, the former Trump campaign advisor. I can't if wait. If you that. have a question you would like us to ask Corey, send that to us on Facebook or Twitter. We're going to pick a couple of those to read to Corey on the air 
when we interview him. So get those messages to us, and we'll have some more information on how you can participate in our restaurant bracket in the coming rounds. Yeah, absolutely. And again, if you have any ends with any of the Democrat candidates, uh, campaign managers, we want to talk to them too. We do, absolutely. I want to talk to anybody that'll talk to us. We're two reasonable guys, right? We just sit around, we drink bourbon, and we talk about stuff, right? That's all we do. And that's what we're here to do, uh, to represent the average fan, but just to also talk about what normal people want to talk about. You know, you turn on your cable news and all these other things, and everybody's always yelling at everybody, right? We're not yelling at each other, except when we're talking about, like, Cheesecake Factory versus something else or something <laughs> like that. But when it comes to the other stuff, we really don't care. We want to hear the stories of people, what's going on, what it's like to do uh, things uh, from people from different backgrounds and experiences than us. And that's our whole goal for the show. We want to hear from you. There's no uh, opinion or anything like that that's off-limits, please let us know how you feel about these, whether it's the restaurant bracket, whether it's our upcoming video or uh, interview or any other videos or posts that we make online. Please let us know how you feel. Follow us at LexBuds.com, on Twitter at LexBuds, and search for us on Facebook, LexBuds and Pick and Roll on Facebook. We're getting a ton of views on there. And make sure you listen to us wherever you listen to us on podcast. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your granny, tell your aunt, tell your uncle... And leave us a five-star review uh, on the App Store or wherever you listen to us. We'd really appreciate it. And it's been a fun show, Tyler. It's been great. I had a good time. I can't wait to pick up more on our food bracket next week. Absolutely. It's going to be fun, and we'll see you on the next episode. Stay Stay classy, Kentucky. Kentucky.